Hi, welcome to the Founders for Good Bite Size Edition, where every week we'll be sharing a short clip of a founder chatting about a particular problem that exists in the world and how we go about solving that problem. This week we have Molly Johnson-Jones, co-founder of Flexa. After horrific experiences of discrimination against her disability at work, Molly set out to build the world's largest directory of verified flexible companies. In this episode, Molly explains what flexible working is, why companies struggle to offer flexibility, and the flexible working movement we've seen over the last few years. I start with asking Molly for her definition of flexible working. Mm. I think it's a really important question for people to be asking, because I think the lack of definition for flexible working has actually held its growth back quite significantly, because you can't say exactly what it is. So like, how do, how do companies achieve it? How do they offer it? So we've spent a very long time, two and a half years now, um, collecting enormous amounts of data to quantify and define what flexible working is. And it's not one thing. It is a spectrum, in my opinion, anyway. And the data also suggests that what different people will call flexible working, whether you're an employee or a candidate or whether you're a company, is so varied. And to give an idea of kind of where that spectrum starts and finishes, what we see is that the minimum level of flexibility to be offered for it to be called actually flexible working is regular working from home at least one or two times a week you know without having to give a justification or a reason you just access that and a small level of flexibility around hours maybe half an hour around start and finish times and that is the kind of very base of what we would call flexible working and then that goes all the way up to the other end of the spectrum where it's you can work from wherever you want there's an enormous amount of choice in that you could go into the office but there's no obligation you could travel the world and work there there's no rules on location and hours. You could be working asynchronously. You choose your own hours. You work how you want, along with benefits, which I think have always kind of been ignored when it comes to defining flexibility. But somebody's version of flexibility could be that they really want to be able to bring their dog to the office when they do go in, and that adds flexibility to their lives. Or you could be a parent and want to spend more time with your children. And so obviously there'll be benefits around that that will add more flexibility to your lives as well, whether that's enhanced family leave or enhanced annual leave. And all of those things we bring into that definition as well, um, which is kind of why we built two indices that measure that rather than having one sentence definition, because I think that that means that the nuance of it's lost. Because um, one person's version of flexibility could be totally different to another's. 100% agree and I think the problem now is there's so many different terms out there like people some people think just remote working is like flexible but then in some other people it's flexible hours or like you said taking the dog to work or for me it seems to be more about giving people options and, and actually being really clear and upfront about what those options are within your business because companies can't do absolutely everything so you just have to be honest with what you do offer and try and give people as much choice as possible. Yeah exactly and I think that's what's gonna gonna really change the way that we look at jobs in the market over the next sort of three to five years, because it used to be that, you know, if you're looking for a job as a product manager or as an engineer, you would go on a traditional job platform and you just apply on all of those that seem to suit what you're interested in and your pay. Whereas now when you have people looking for jobs, a remote product manager, a hybrid product manager and an in-office product manager are three different roles and people will not apply to all three of them. They'll only choose one of those. So companies are going to have to provide more and more information up front to allow people to make an educated decision about whether it's right for them. Makes sense. And in terms of like the current situation or like the current state of flexible working, like what, what are the biggest challenges right now? Is it that companies struggle to explain what they do offer and they actually do offer quite good flexibility? Is it um, they're, they're just not very flexible? Like what are some of the key yeah, barriers you're seeing at the moment to people getting flexible work? 
there are so many. Um, so let's start with the, let's start with the companies that don't offer it. And I think that like you and me will live and work in a world where it's like a bit of a flexible bubble. Like it feels alien to hear of companies that don't offer it at all. You know, when you are so subscribed to all the benefits, believe it, it works. Um, but we're seeing more and more companies sending their employees back into the office five days a week. Um, so first of all, there's that and around 35% of companies, when we obviously benchmark and we put them through these processes, 35% of companies fail. Um, that could be because they're in the office five days a week. That could be because if you want any form of flexibility, you have to go through a really long request process to access it, um, which obviously doesn't really send the signal of flexibility. It sends that as being the exception, sends the message of that being an exception to the rule. Um, or people only being able to work from home if they've got a delivery or a doctor's appointment or they're taking their dog to the vet, you know. Those kind of justifications are real pitfalls for companies at the moment. Um, I think also the hiring process that we've seen for like the last 20 years has been very like everything's kind of kept to interview process or kept until the office stage when suddenly all of these benefits and the ways of working are unveiled. And that just doesn't cut it anymore with the amount of research that people will do before they apply and with what they want to know is is this the right environment for me and I think a lot of companies haven't quite gotten comfortable with that and being very open and being very transparent so that people can self-select I think the best way to put it is like it used to be when you were hiring that you wanted to appeal to everyone you wanted everyone to work for you you know you wanted to get hundreds and hundreds of applications and it wouldn't matter if they were a good fit or not you just wanted all those people to work for you whereas now what you want is actually for your job description or for your company page or for your ways of working to put some people off because you know it's not one size fits all you want people to go yes this is a great working environment for me and i think that adjustment period can be quite scary for some companies of like oh i'm going to get fewer applications i'm going to get less interest but it's going to be a better match um and I think also a lot of the like traditional platforms and some of the more traditional recruiters haven't adapted to that either. They're still not giving up the amount of information that candidates want to find a new role. And I think that's just a pretty seismic shift that's ultimately companies and the platforms that exist are going to have to adapt to over the next few years. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that still happening. Um, when it comes to the pandemic and obviously that, you, you know, Flexa was a, pre-pandemic kind of business and then pandemic shifted ways of working quite dramatically like do you see that as helping the flexible working movement hindering it in a different way or is it just like a different paradigm where it's like well actually there was a shift to remote but now a lot of them are starting to go back to the office anyway and it wasn't really about flexible working it was more of like a forced situation on people it's a yeah, good way of framing it. i think it's a mixture of everything so i think it for companies that went remote during the pandemic as they had to and then they but they were really well equipped you know with tech culturally they accepted it they encouraged it then they got the good side of it you know they got more productivity more happiness more engagement and they've been the ones that have kept to a degree of flexibility and that has obviously really helped the movement because maybe some of those companies if they hadn't been forced into it they wouldn't have realized the benefits but i also think that because it can be seen as just like this event in isolation you know when you hear about like sir alan sugar or jp morgan ceo or goldman sachs ceo like this is an aberration and a blip and it cannot continue i think it's very easy for senior leadership to kind of deny the fact that this is a better way of working because they say oh but this wouldn't have happened before um and i think the thing is, is yes in their minds that could be the case but 
millions and millions of people have experienced this and they don't want to go back. So while there'll be a bit of friction for a while, I think ultimately the pandemic and remote working has helped it because now between 73 and 78% of people that would be doing a traditional office role globally want flexibility and they're looking for it. So the companies that offer it are going to be rewarded. Supply and demand, right? So eventually that will force the shift towards more companies taking it up and, and sticking with it. Um, so I think it's going to be a bit, it's going to be messy for a couple of years. But I think after that, we will end up in a world of work where, you know, probably about half of companies offer genuine flexibility. They hire more easily. They have happier people. They're rewarded. Um, and then the companies that don't offer it, they're going to have to pay more or they're going to have to offer more progression. Like there's going to be, have to be some sacrifice in order just to continue the in-office five days a week or inflexible hours or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, when I think as a tech recruiter speaking to candidates, I'd say maybe 5% of that want to be based in the office five days a week. And I'd say there's maybe like a 20, 30% that want fully remote, but then there's actually a massive chunk in the middle that wants some kind of like hybrid model if it's once a week, once a fortnight. Um, and with the tech market, especially being so candidate driven, like companies have to follow the candidate once. Otherwise, like you said, they just end up having to pay really high salaries or do other extreme things to attract these people.